0: Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again.
1: This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord.
0: is coming
1: again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. It was the Apostle Paul who said, Neither death nor life, nor things present, nor things to come shall be able to separate us from the love of God. In the same spirit, the King's heralds sing, I shall not be moved.
2: Jesus
0: says forever, I shall not be moved, He will leave me never. I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water. I shall not be moved, I shall not be, I shall not be moved, I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water. I shall not be moved on his grace relying I shall not be moved from his love undying I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water I shall not be moved I shall not be I shall not be moved, I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water, I shall not be.
3: Our Heavenly Father, we pray that we may be faithful to Thee. May we not be moved away from the truth of the Gospel. Bless the broadcast today to every hearer. Especially do we pray for the sick, the troubled, the sorrowing. Guide and lead us in Thy service. In
0: Jesus' name. the heart of God.
3: O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who bow before thee, near to the heart of God.
1: Some people think of God as difficult to reach, but I'm glad to tell you from personal experience that he's only a prayer away.
0: There's someone who loves every sinner, he's calling, oh hear him today. Tis Jesus, our blessed Redeemer, he's only a prayer. Only a prayer away He's only a prayer away You can have Jesus The Savior of men He's only a prayer away Though friends may divide And forsake you leave you alone in the way. Remember the promise of Jesus. He's only Savior of men he's only a prayer.
1: Away. Here now is HMS Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject Jesus is wonderful.
3: Here is a young man who was born in an obscure village, child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another village. He worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never owned a home. He never had a family. He never went to college. He never put his foot inside a large city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He never did one of the things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. While he was still a young man, the tide of public opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for the only piece of property he had on earth and that was his coat. And when he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Nineteen wide centuries have come and gone. And today he is the central figure of the human race. The leader of the column of progress. I am far within the mark when I say that all the armies that ever marched and all the navies that were ever built and all the parliaments that have ever sat and all the kings that have ever reigned put together have not affected the life of a man upon this earth as has that one solitary life. Who said these things about Jesus? I do not know. They were quoted in the January 1954 issue of the Reader's Digest from a publication put out by the men of the Ohio State Penitentiary. These statements have been attributed to Phillips Brooks and to others. And while no one can name the author for sure, the words are certainly true. But the facts about Jesus go much further than this. He was the Word of God made flesh. You read that in John 1, 14. Yes, more than that, He was, and he is, the Son of God. Luke 1.35 He was named by the voice of an angel before he was born. Luke 1.32 He shall be great, said the angel, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. While it is true that he was put to death as a criminal, the evidence of many witnesses declares that he is alive at the present time. Anyone who has anything to do with Jesus finds that his life is never the same again. The strange thing about him, said a Japanese student, is that you can never get away from him. There have been great men in the world before his time and since, but nobody like Jesus. He's unique, different, supreme, and truly wonderful. That this should be so is inevitable, for it was predicted by an inspired man 700 years before the babe was born in Bethlehem. Listen to these words in Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. This is clearly a prophecy of the birth of Jesus. He was born as a child into this world and became the son of man as well as the son of God. And he is to be the king for the government is to be his, the government of the world. Notice that his name shall be called Wonderful. By many he was not looked upon as different from any other child. The shepherds heard the angel announce his birth. The wise men came from the east bringing their gifts. But the world in general looked upon him as they would any other babe any other boy, any other young man as he grew to maturity working in a carpenter shop in Nazareth. Men overlooked a baby's birth when love unnoticed came to earth, and later, seeking in the skies, passed by a man in workman's guise, and only children paused to stare while God incarnate made a chair. Day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, his name grew in meaning. Yet when he died as a petty criminal in a far-off land, a part of the Roman Empire, it seemed that all of his life's work was purposeless. It seemed that his claims were groundless, that he had failed. But there stood the prophecy, his name shall be called Wonderful. More and more the people heard about him. Farther and farther his influence reached until, as Napoleon Bonaparte declared, shortly before his death on the island of St. Helena, Alexander, Caesar, and I ruled empires by force. When Alexander died, his empire fell to pieces. Caesar was slain by assassins. I die in exile, and no one would do me reverence. But today, Jesus, who had no army, who founded his kingdom on love, has millions of followers who would gladly die for him. And so he is the wonderful Jesus.
2: Trust. never a wandering one, but that God can in mercy pardon.
3: And we may all have that song in our hearts because His name is wonderful, Jesus, Savior. And we're filled with wonder too when we consider His birth, His life, His death, His resurrection, His ascension. Yes, His ministry is our advocate in heaven and His glorious second coming. First His supernatural birth, His virgin birth. In First Timothy 3.16, the apostle uses these words, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. That's the foundation of all gospel truth. The fulfillment of the promise made in the Garden of Eden or at the very door of Eden that God would put enmity between the serpent and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. So the seed of the woman has come, which shall bruise the serpent's head. Through the seed of the woman, Jesus, victory and redemption would come to the world and Satan's work be destroyed forever. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, said the angel, speaking of the birth of Jesus. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, that means God with us. Reading Matthew one twenty three. Jesus was wonderful in his birth. Then he was wonderful in his sinless life. I find no fault in this man," said Pilate at his trial. "Which of you convinceth me of sin?" he asked his worst enemies. John eight forty six, and even Judas finally confessed, "I have betrayed the innocent blood." We read the story in Matthew twenty seven four. And the great apostle declares he was wholly harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners. Hebrews seven twenty six. We think of the power and words of his teaching. He was wonderful in his teaching. Never man spake like this man, said the officials who went to arrest him, John 7:46. His influence has gone out to earth's remotest bounds, and over 10,000 books have been written on the life of Christ. His birth was wonderful. His life was wonderful, and certainly his death was wonderful. It was a vicarious, sacrificial, atoning, Death once for all, Hebrews 10, verse 10. He made one sacrifice for sins forever. When Jesus was crucified, six centuries of prophecies were fulfilled in one day. He was betrayed by a friend, all prophesied, sold for 30 pieces of silver. Money was to be cast to the potter. His disciples forsake him, accused by false witnesses, smitten and spit upon dumb before his accusers, wounded and bruised, his feet and hands pierced, crucified with thieves. The whole thing was declared in prophecy nearly a thousand years before he died. He was wonderful in his death. Yes, our Savior's death not only brought atoning salvation to the world, for we are justified by his blood. As we read in Romans 5, 9, but his death fulfilled the prophecies of the Old Testament, which pointed him out as the Redeemer. So his birth, life, and death are wonderful. On the third day he arose from the dead. He said, I laid down my life that I might take it again, John ten, seventeen. Could Moses say that, or David or Confucius, or Zoroaster, or any other great teacher of the world has ever known except Jesus? Yes, they might say it, but they couldn't make anyone believe it. The words of Jesus Christ were true when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. John eleven twenty five. He had predicted that He would arise on the third day. And according to His prediction, He did arise and showed Himself by many infallible proofs to His disciples. The seal that had been placed upon His tomb was broken. The guards fell as dead men before the glory of the descending angel who declared to the frightened disciples, I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here for He is risen as He said. Matthew 28, 5. By His resurrection... Christ brings eternal hope to every human heart for as in adam all die even so in christ shall all be made alive but every man in his own order christ the first fruits afterward they that are christ that is coming 1st corinthians 15:22 by his resurrection our savior abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel 2nd timothy 1:10 Long, long ago, within a garden close, a stone was moved before the dawn had pearled, and one arose victorious overnight, and now it's always morning in the world. Yes, he was wonderful in his resurrection. His ascension was a triumph, too, as we read in Ephesians 4.8. The words of the Apostle Paul, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Those who accompanied him were, no doubt, the resurrected saints who came forth from their graves at his resurrection. Yes, our Savior was wonderful in his ascension. Having ascended to heaven, he sat on the right hand of God. Mark 16, 19. Why is he there? And what does it mean to us? Well, the answer is found in Hebrews 9.24 where we read that Christ is entered into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. He is our priest in the heavenly temple, our lawyer, our friend at court, so that we have an advocate with the Father as the Apostle says, Jesus Christ the righteous. 1 John 2.1 There he makes intercession for us. Our Savior is wonderful as our friend and representative in the heavenly court. For there is one God, says the Apostle Paul, and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 2.5. Last of all, Jesus is wonderful in His second coming. He said, and we're reading John 14.3, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Isn't that wonderful? He has promised to come in the clouds of heaven and bring all the holy angels with him. Matthew 24, 30. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats, that's Matthew twenty-five thirty-two. He who was the babe, the healer, the unwearied servant of man's necessities, the crucified Savior, the risen Redeemer, the ascended Lord, our mediating priest, will at last be our judge in power and glory. No wonder his name is called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He is wounded in his birth, Yes, because all through his life, he lived to die. Wonderful, wonderful is he, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, his mediation, his second coming. But for us right here and now, the most wonderful experience that can come to any of us listening to this broadcast at this moment is to humble ourselves as little children. To come to Jesus as a child would come to its father or mother and accept his love, his mercy, his atoning sacrifice personally to receive him as our own Savior willingly and follow him through life and death and on into that vast eternity of wonder and life which he has promised to those who love him.
0: Christ has for sin atonement made. What a wonderful Savior. We are redeemed, the price is paid. my Jesus, what a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Lord. He walks beside me. Me faithful day by day. What a wonderful Savior! What a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Jesus.
3: Have faith in God, Jesus, Redeemer, I see. Have faith in God, living and dying for me. Have faith in God, wonderful Savior is He. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this transcribed program of ours has served to bring you blessing today. And we invite you to join us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by The Voice of Prophecy. Thursdays are prayer days, especially at The Voice. Join us in a worldwide prayer circle for more spiritual power, for healing of the sick, for the triumph of the gospel everywhere. Remember, The Voice of Prophecy appreciates your mail. Every letter received here is given personal attention and we thank you for your interest, your prayers, and your support. And we say, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.